There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The Premier View Tipperary GAA podcast has just got its very first sponsor. The podcast is now proudly sponsored by MerchMonster.ie. On MerchMonster.ie, you can buy personalized hoodies, t-shirts, polo shirts, personalized snood face coverings, and a whole lot more. They've even got a product personalizer over on their website. Go over there and check it out now. They deal in one-off orders and also in bulk orders, class hoodies, team and work polo shirts, and everything else in between. Go over there and check them out now. It's MerchMonster.ie. Now let's get back to this week's show. Hello and welcome to episode 57 of the Premier View Tipperary GA podcast. I'm joined by Tui Varas, Inda Tracy and our Croatian Sean Smith who is on holidays showing his dedication to the cause. Big news this week, lads. Um, two new tip managers, Colin Bonner with the senior job, Brendan Cummins with the under-20s. Um, Inda, what did you make of that appointment? Um... Well, it kind of came out of nowhere, didn't it? I think the, in the few weeks leading up to it, we kind of were expecting maybe a Willie Maher and there was talks of Cummins and maybe Dar Egan before he went to Wexford. So when Egan went to Wexford, then you were looking at a fairly small pool to choose from, or so we thought anyway. Bonner didn't even come into my head, to be honest. Um, and I don't think he was mentioned too much in media or anything like that, so... But look, looking at looking at what he's done, I think a lot of people maybe don't realise how successful he's been as a manager and as a coach. Like I, like I was looking through his um his achievements there the other day, and he's he's done a lot since he's finished up hurling himself. And you know his his time in Carlow is probably the the most successful period he's had as a manager, just from an inter county perspective. Like he he's done great things with them, but um, you know he's he's heavily qualified to to manage teams and. You know, he'll surely make a good fist of it anyway because he seems a fairly, fairly level-headed chap, and by all accounts, he's a he's a he's a sound man as well. So he'll have a tip's best interest at heart, that's for sure. Yeah, Sean. Um, yeah, Colum obviously has a, a fairly long career in the tip jersey, going back from from '86, '87. He was on, he was midfield in the Munster final, the, the end of the famine, and I think he played right up into the the middle '90s and. 
Um, but he, like he, he's a real, real tip man. Loves the county. Um, it's a great honour for him to to manage it. And like as Enda said, I mean Waterford, Wexford, Carlo. He's he's done coaching work with the tip Camogies. He he coached back in two thousand, I think, to an All Ireland final. Um, he he's got good pedigree and he's been involved in still involved with WIT. I think. Yeah, for sure. Like he's one lad. Kind of put me in a bracket with respect tip player. Like you know, he's never a bad word to say about Shaq. Like. And like I think it's Ronald Steve Donald actually said him a few weeks back, was he? As a possible candidate behind us. Yeah. No one thought yeah. that of it. Um and it's kind of point draw, like what? But then we kind of break it down more and look back and then they said there what he's done in herself. Like it's like it has to be like they're not picking someone for the sake of here, like to be honest, they took time, didn't rush in when Kai went and exactly rush in the following day and say, Here, there's a job, William Arrow, you know. So like we have to respect the decision and we can only judge from what he brings to the table and hopefully he's thrown himself by good people, which is the main thing now. I think the flicks and the coaches and that in the background team is what needs to get in and they're the key, I think, more than the manager is big, but the background staff are huge. Really. Yeah, no, they sure are. Um, in the, I was talking to a, a former county chairman during the week and he said pe- people will be will be very interested in who his selectors are, but it's actually the backroom team that can be the difference between winning and losing and, the, and kind of the coaches and and guys, you surround your team with that. Those appointments will be very important too, won't it? They always are for for any successful team. It's not just the the manager that um, that makes things tick. You know, he's he's a big part of it, obviously. But you need everybody rowing in, mm-hmm. and you need people to be good at their job. And Intercounty Hurling's gone to that stage now, where you need you need a huge backroom team all pulling their weight, trying to get things together. So. I I don't know who's been mentioned now. There's there's not too it's it's early days yet. I suppose he'll take his time and he won't rush into anything. So, but just you'd imagine he'd have a heap of contacts for sure. He's he's coaching for the last twenty years and he's been going through club different counties at club level and coaching in different at college level as well. So, you know, I think he'll take his time and see what he has. I don't think he'll. I think there's a few people worried that maybe he'll go for a lot of the old guard, maybe from his own generation, from the 80s and 90s when he was hurling with tip. But I think he's smart enough to know that he, you need a bit of a, a younger influence around the place as well. So maybe he'll mix it up that way. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with that. And um, yeah, that's, that's I think, what, what the people are hoping is that, you know, kind of even a lot of that 2001 team, I suppose, like they haven't really got a look in on, on, on selectors and, like the likes of Eamon Corcoran, um, Philip Maher was doing good stuff with with um, with Boris Ali. Guys, that like Brendan is obviously going in with the with the twenties, but there there were some good guys on that team. John O'Brien even from from Toom, I just saw the, the program. He he was a sub on it. Tommy obviously has been knocking around a bit and and is interested in getting back into coaching side of things, I believe. So I mean, there's good options for him there, um, isn't there, John? Yeah, really sure. Like the name you mentioned there, the Liam Corkney. He's like there. You want love to see kind of lads that haven't been involved, but yet done good stuff at club level. And then, as Emma said, you want to mix in one three on the younger lads as well, maybe just to kind of might know more about the younger scene. Again, we're always about, on about development this count, and that's another podcast, you know. So hopefully, maybe one three lads kind of came from the red scene that kind of thrown in as well on the mix there for sure. Yeah, um, yeah. So look, we we wish Colm all the best in in the role, and it certainly has. We'll have all our support um, going forward, and and we look forward to see what happens there. The under twenties in the Brendan Cummins, I suppose it's it's 
it wasn't really a, the best kept secret. Brendan was going in as under twenty manager, and he has um, he has done stints as as selector in in Leash and goalkeeping coach in Kerry, and I suppose he 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 was interviewed recently and said that he wants to be a manager. He wants to be the, the man that I suppose takes the flack and makes the decisions. You know, so uh, it's a good appointment, I suppose. Long term, he probably sees himself as a manager, as a as a senior manager, and this is a good a good stepping stone for him. Yeah, good stepping stone for him. Obviously, look, he's limited enough experience, like he's carrying leash over the last few years. So he needed to cut his teeth at underage level if he was going to be considered for a big job at a senior level. So, look, there's a lot of negativity going around about Cummins there on the on the um, forum forum for whatever reason. I don't know where it's coming from, to be honest. Um, um, I think people just uh, they have a, a set against him from the Sunday game for some reason, which which is natural for the Sunday game. It's just it just comes with the territory with that show. But like he, he's been given an opportunity now, and he's cut from the same cloth as Colin Bonner. He's a tip man, true and true. So we'll see what he makes of it. Um, we haven't much evidence from his previous jobs to see what he could do. He hasn't been really the head man anywhere before. So look, he's as good an appointment as anyone. Yeah, I suppose. Look, as you talked about, um, maybe not not having that many options. When we when you're looking at under twenty managers, I mean, Paul Collins gave a couple of years there with the with the minors, and he was replaced by Woody James Woodlock. But I mean, Woodlock wasn't ready to step up onto up to the twenties, and there there wasn't really too many. I mean, Darry Egan is gone, Tommy Dunn is gone. There wasn't really too many more options there for twenty manager or too many options putting their hand up for, for that position no you know you'd, you'd say usually the well we've been lucky enough in tape in the last few years that there's kind of been a succession from minor to under 20 to senior um so when you're looking at the minor team for the last couple of years probably haven't been as successful as as we would have hoped and um you know you're looking to start from a, a new base then once those guys aren't coming through to the next level so there probably wasn't too many options around the county. Not, not, not options of lads that had much experience anyway. And I think Cummins falls into that bracket, all right. But look, like he, you know, he knows tip to tip county scene inside out. You know, he'd be keeping an eye on everything, and he'll he'll give it a good fist, I think. Yeah, no, he will. And just to just to pick up on your point there on the the Sunday game, um, Sean, I always found Brendan, I suppose. He he didn't go onto the Sunday game wearing his tip hat. He he was very impartial. I thought. And and like when you when you look at the likes of Shane Dowling and um, very much wearing a, his Limerick hat when he's up there, the Kilkenny lads certainly do the same. You know, I, I always thought Brendan was very fair, so I, I don't understand where that negativity is is, is coming from. Well, I fully agree. Like, and he's one lad on the panel. Like you mentioned, it, if Sipran Congo would he stand up for me? May have Dowling and Don Log and them like saying otherwise. Like, but he seems to say what he thinks, but not to kind of offend anyone too much either. So, mm-hmm. like, learn 20 levels at the moment, we're probably a step behind what's there. Like, you know, Cork, you could say, or miles ahead at the moment. But, like, you know, like, he's someone going in, giving a chance. Like, and again, hopefully, he'll be honest with lads, give Lord lads chances. Like, you know, over the years, last couple of years, you heard stories of trials and lads going and they puck a ball and they're told they're dropped or, you know, just kind of, you know, so hopefully Cummins might give it a fair rattle again. COVID affects a lot of that shit as well. So, I can't exactly give out to who we had previously either. That's the problem. Yeah, no, you know, he'll have some decent players there. Like the miners last year were very close to beating Limerick in the Munster final. You know, went to extra time, didn't it? Yeah. So, like yeah. There, there, there'll be hurlers there for him. It's whatever he does with him now at this stage. 
yeah, no, I think there there is talent within the county, and I look forward to seeing what what Brendan can bring to that table. And again, we we'll, Fintan O'Connor is already named as the coach. Fintan was involved with with um, with with in Kerry with with Brendan, so they know each other well. And obviously, Brendan trusts trusts the coach and, and the coaching style that he'll bring to it. So um, that's our and we, I presume there'll probably be a selector from each of the divisions um, named over over the coming weeks or. or or whatever. So um, yeah. So other than that, this weekend, lads, we go into round two of the the hurling championship at um, all three levels. Um, we start off with with Group One in in the Dan Breen. So um, Turles and and Turles Airfields and Eroge and Carty are in round two, and Upper Church and Drum. Um, dare I say it? Maybe the surprise of the. Round one, Eero getting over Upper Church. I won't say a surprise because I think they were always capable of, of a performance. Eero, anyone that watches them knows that, that that's they're well capable of doing that. But at the same time, no nobody tipped them, should isn't. I think we're all in the Upper Church camp here, especially when I saw them in the mid championship. That you know they gave our second team a good going over, like to be honest. And I just thought they're the winners of that game. I know Eero is said to be us in the drum there a couple of years ago. They actually. One of the best forms for club team I've seen in a long time when they gave the going over like push. Then they can do the same this year. Now they're they're a right position. I know like we're paying ourselves now this weekend, but still they're in. Win the first game, we're going after a flying star for sure. Yeah, I know absolutely. It was a it was a, it was a very good performance, and I'm, I'm sure Upper Church will be will be disappointed with it and looking to to um to rectify that this weekend as well. They 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 have drum and um I suppose Sean I. Um, you bet Drummond, you had what 3 3 on the board after seven minutes. And I think I read somewhere that Bear, Bear, the first quarter, Drum actually won the rest of the quarters. Now, I, I'm sure Sayers were had the game won or knew they had the game won, but still putting up 123 wasn't a bad score. And so, like, Drum, Drum are still still knocking around, aren't they? That'll be a good oh. game for them in the church. Yeah, for, it's kind of a, it's a feel of kind of a knockout qualifier about because like losers in big, big trouble, they're pending results elsewhere, like, you know. Again, the first five six minutes, we blitzed them. And then, in kind of a game where we're kind of a few points ahead the whole time, we had drummer doing all the hurling. Um, like, drum management being impressed by how they kind of came back there in the second quarter, especially they, they scored as well, like, that stage. But I just wanted blocks, and we had enough firepower there and took lads off. But, like, it's rarely we come out of blocks that fast. Like, usually we're kind of finished strong. So it was great to see it. Like, and Paddy Creed in there inside is... An exception fine to be honest so it is hopefully they're all going to give the shock yeah this weekend like did a few years ago but tis, they're capable of that and we're capable of that too to be honest so it is hard to know <laughs> yeah um give us your two winners there sean for, for group one um drum and sayers drum and the sayers group two then sees uh canolte and two Rivera meeting in the and holy cross and mulnohan Canolte and two and both had, had decent wins in, in round one. You must have been happy with the performance, uh, considering the poor performance, I suppose, against Kildang, and it was good to, to get back up on the horse and, and, and play very well. Yeah, just happy to get the win. To be honest, we were kind of leading up to it. We were just saying, you need to get to Kildang and match out the system now and just get any sort of a win here to get back on the horse. Um, played, played well in patches. Um, we were good in the first half, particularly coming towards the end of the half. Um, we created an awful lot of goal scoring chances, left a lot of goal scoring chances behind us. Um, but once Davy Young got the goal there just before half time, I think we were set. 
Um, and we started the second half strong as well. Um, we, we were winning to 11 to 5 points there at one stage, so we were kind of close. To, and I think took the foot off the gas. Maybe we were getting a bit casual and conceded a couple of goals to bring it back. But I think we we always had an extra gear to, to get the better of them. I was, I was disappointed enough with Holy Cross. I thought they'd be... Um, I thought they'd put up a better show than that. Now, I know they're missing Brian O'Mara, but uh, I was expecting a bit more from them on the day. But look, it was probably a six, six, six or seven out of ten performance from the lads. There's more in them again. Um, Kenny Ryan coming off the bench and we're half expecting Kevin McCarthy maybe to be back before the end of the group. So um, a win is a win. Yeah, You know, you need to get, on, get off to a good start no matter what way you win it. Yeah. So- um, just in relation to that, like Brian, Brian Amara lose, he was some loss for you across like so it is against those he was the exceptional player in the field his yeah. ball in Florida line was top class it's like so you know he had a good win but it's just Holy Cross be very disappointing that result like from your own point of view uh, yeah they had they had a lot of young lads playing but when they had to bring Barrett back centre back to Robin Peter to pay Paul like you can't be missing players of that calibre no club team can you know he's important to them so that was a big a big thing for them as well yeah, and Canolte had a... They, they struggled for... Well, I won't say they struggled. I mean, it was very tight up until about 10 minutes to go against Mullinahone, the battle of what the, the South and, and West champions... Um, but Canolte had to bring uh, Mikey Winnie, Sean O'Connor and Stephen Ferncombe off the bench to kind of get them over the line and ended up winning by, by six points in the end. But it was it was nip and tuck. Canolte and, and Toome, that'll be, that'll be a good game. I mean, both, both of them, I suppose would consider that they're in the top eight, if not maybe the top four of, of, of Dan Breen teams in, in the county. And so it'll be it'll be interesting to see. They, they'll both want to win to make sure they're in, um, in in top spot in the group. Yeah, you don't want to be leaving it, leaving it to the last day. Preferably you want to be getting through, have the four points, again, spare, and then see what, what way the group is panning out. Um, last few meetings between the teams, there's been very little in it, and there's a couple of wins either way. They're missing Cottle Burke, we're missing Kevin McCarthy. So look, there'll be no excuses on the day. Whoever wins will be the better team. But I if it's going by the last few games that we've played against them, it's going to be tight. I, I've actually actually think it's going to be a draw on this one. Um I think there'll be very little separate teams. And if there is a winner, it'll be only the odd point either way. Yeah, yeah. And the other game then is is Holy Cross and Mullinahoan. Uh, Mullinahone had carried some form into into that game, but obviously they lost. Both similar enough scoring. Mullinahone with one fifteen, Holy Cross with two fifteen. Probably won't be too much between between the two teams when when they meet on Sunday on Saturday. Um, Mullinahone and Mikey O'Shea up front, and and Owen Kelly is obviously still knocking around. I think Paul Corn is is still playing playing in, in the back line for them, so they, they won't be easily bet. And it'll be a good test for for Holy Cross. Yeah, that'll be that'll be a tight match. Um, Mullinahone obviously have the bounce from coming up from the Shamus Arene. And um, this evening we played them a few years ago in the preliminary quarterfinal. We were expected to beat them, but they are a dogged team. Like, they're hard to put away. Um, strong players all over the field. And they have good hurlers as well. Mikey Shea, you were saying, Sean Curran, Paul Curran, Owen Kelly, and a few others. Like, they're, they're going to be hard to beat. Um, Holy Cross... I, I was struggling to see where they were going, where they're going to get, get the scores. Um, they struggled in the big way up front against us. Like we, we gifted them at least one of the goals. I know Stephen Flanagan played fairly well. He was, but he was kind of plowing alone for up front. Um, I don't think they're going to have enough of a scoring threat. And Mullinahone probably dogged out. I think by a couple of points. 
Yeah. Is Daryl Woods hurling for, for Holy Cross? In the, was he, he was hurling the last time. He was poor enough. Um, he was very sketchy on the freeze, but he had an awful lot of rides um, from scoring, good scoring opportunities. Um, looking at him when he was coming through a tip, you were expecting maybe he was a, he was a real prospect for the senior team, but he didn't reach too many of the heights I've seen from him underage with tip the last day. Um, mm-hmm. But he, as I said, Stephen Flanagan, was really the only threat they had the last day from play, anyway. Yeah, yeah again, yeah. back there, like, uh, Dara Woods, like, Woods against himself is very good, so kind of, I know I'm going on about Brian Mara, but like, a lad delivering the ball, the forwards, the game plan was him all along, hit the ball into him, and he's under hitting the ball in, it upsets the inside lads, it might be the same ball, but, but then you have to have plan B in case, like if we lose power of your own, you have to have plan B, like at the end of the day, like, you know, we have to have someone else step in. Yeah. Inda, you went for a draw in the first game. Who do you think will win the second one? Uh, I think Mullenhorn might squeeze through. Very good. All right, Sean, we'll move on to Group 3. There's three mid-teams in, in <clears throat> Group 3. Um, game of the weekend, I would say, was the first game of the championship. It was on the Friday night. Kildangan and Lockmore repeated the county final. Kildangan once ahead came out, once again came out on top after with a one-point win. A cracker of a game that, that was streamed, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. And I only watched it back then afterwards. Um, like Lockmore, because the game, Killingham pretty deserved him, but Lockmore was so close. No, lads could have got late scores, but Lockmore, for stage that game, were exceptional. Um, the score was unbelievable. 223 to 222 is top drawer in a club game in the heat as well in the stadium. Um, so both of them teams are banged there as well for Dan at the end of the year. There's no, like, they can play 10 times and so it'll be five wins for Killing of five wins Lockmore the way I see it. Like so Lockmore this weekend, it's they, they should have enough for McCarrick, to be honest. Um and then you should Killing should know for Bracken. It's hard to know Brackens are this year. Like it's, it's yeah, a but, strange but Bracken, kind of position, you know. Pulled, they pulled the performance out of the bag, didn't they? they like, yeah. None of us considering McCarrick. the way they played in the mid, I think they only scored the ten points, was it in, yeah. in, their, in their loss and they didn't play great against Lockmore that day. That was poor watch, like, you know, and McCarrick probably overperformed at times well in the mid. So, um, Bracken's got to 116, I think it was against McCarrick that day. But they'll need to kind of up again now this weekend. Um, their team that can have momentum going, they can drive on. He's seen it over the years, to be honest. So, Kalangan should have enough, but Bracken's will hang around. And McCarrick will pull out a form skin against Lockmore this weekend. they done it in the mid. They're ahead against Lockmore most of the game. And, Lockmore winning the end by a couple points, but there's a shit or bust kind of you don't want to be in relegation, like finish a fourth and in the damn brain is an off this should have been like an off mm-hmm. by any, for any club. Kildang won't underestimate the Brackens after last year either. So that was a cracking match there. The yeah. first, that was the first game of the championship last year, I think. And finished the draw, didn't it? I think finished the draw, yeah. Kildang yeah. pulled it back, yeah. Mm. yeah. So, um, yeah, Sean, who have you two winners? I just call Kildang and Lockmore just. just just the bookie savers, simple yeah. enough. <laughs> they, they're they're um they're probably are one and two, aren't they? In the in the county yeah. at the moment, and and um it's up to the rest of the teams, I suppose, to get up to their level. Um, Group Four in the is an all north affair, and um Borsali and Killeran they play each other this weekend after two good wins in in round one. Borsali fairly destroyed Ross Gray, uh, two twenty four to fifteen, and then. Uh, Killeran got got one over on on near neighbours Nina, and um, two points was all that was in it. Um, quite a good game as well. So that that is, and Killeran, that'll be a, that'll be a very interesting game. 
definitely a cracking match, yeah. Um, last time they played in the stadium was the county semi-final the year um, Boris won it. And Kinneron really left that match after them. I remember watching it. Um, they'll be sick after that, I'd say, yeah. still. Um, so that was a cracking match. But Kinneron, in fairness to them now, they didn't start very well in the North Championship. They had only scraped past Ballina and I was like, they're not going to be much shakes this year. But geez, they've gotten their act together in a big way. Um, unlucky enough not to be Kildangan in the North Final. They played well for geez, 50, 55 minutes in that one. And I watched the match against Nina the last end. What was there only two points in it for a finish, but that was a two-point hammer. And like there was two late Nina goals in it to pull the score back a bit. But they, they bet Nina fairly comprehensively. Keno Kelly and Jerome Cattle just went to town up, up in the forwards. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're expecting to have Dara Peters back in the next few weeks as well. So they're only going to get stronger. So... Um, yeah, that'll be a cracking match. Boris, look, Ross Gray. I don't know what to make of Ross Gray. Since they've come up senior, you've been expecting them to push on a bit with the, the good minor teams they've had over the last few years, but they can never seem to make that step up against um, in, in in the group stages against anyone, really. Um, so, look, I, I was expecting Boris to win that, but I didn't expect him to maybe win by that margin. So, okay. look, Boris, Boris and Killeron is going to be a tight match, I'd say. It would be hard to call that one. Yeah, yeah, they're they're in um they're they're in a group of sharks, aren't they? You know, I mean, all three of those teams would would be looking and trying to win Dan Breen and um Ross Gray are treading water, I suppose, really, aren't they? In, in that group. Yeah, you, you'd imagine they haven't got great history against Nina at senior level, so they have them the next day, and Nina will be looking to bounce back. A lot of players underperformed for Nina the last day. Jake Morris, Austin at the races, Mikey Efferman. They looked fairly porous in the back line. They're going to have to address that, I think. Um, look, Ross Gray, they're going to be in the relegation shake-up, I think. Um, just, you can't be going out against Boris like that and uh, take a bet and like that and expect to recover for matches a week on week after that. And they're, it's not like they're playing teams of worse quality now. They have to play Nina, who are as good as Boris Lee under the end, killer one. So it's going to be a hard task for him to, to come out of that group. Yeah. Just yeah. on... Um, Australia, like, would you think maybe that fear is kind of not over three, but they got so close teams and lost in the end, didn't see that. Like, this year, then, doing to a group with like probably three of the top six teams in the county, to be honest, no. Um, were they kind of playing the same game plan and maybe that wasn't the way to go? Like, a Borsley blew them out, like, you know, it was kind of a game over job. So it's kind of hard to see where they fall back from that. Um, the group is impossible to draw, but other years, like, they're kind of un- maybe unknown kind of way. Kind of an unknown team going in. They should have won three or four games, but they didn't. Like, you know, so mm. maybe this year could be the year where not doing enough previous years could come against them this year. In fairness to them, they're, they're savagely young. Like They have a lot of young lads in that team. You know, the, the Tynans and Luke yeah. Cash. And, you know, they're good young lads, but they're, they're still young. Like mm. There's more to come from them. But they'll have to stay in Danbreen to get that progress. And it's going to be tough for them every year if they keep going into the relegation. Like, there's... There's there's teams going into it that are not going to go down handy like so, you know they're going to have to start making making shakes eventually. They're they're one team that I would I wouldn't like to see go down to fair like you know a town team. You want to yeah. see town teams go up like you know cash come up to senior and that kind of stuff like. Ah, too soft, see, Sean. You know, those town teams are too soft. We we stick together. No fucking cunts against us, aren't they? Fuck's sake, so. <laughs> up Ross Gray, stay in the den. That's all I can say. Up Ross. <laughs> <laughs> in the <laughs> two two predictions there for, for, for those two games. 
Yeah, I can't. I can't call the um, Boris and Killer one match, so I'll probably I'll, I'll back a draw on that one. Oh, as you're well. a serious <laughs> man for the draws, but you, you're you're you just sit on the fence the whole time. Um, <laughs> it's not on the fence. That's that's a bold prediction. Um, <laughs> Boris, like I can't call it. There are two teams. They're playing well based on the last day. Um, Boris have all their lads back. Killer one hurling well. Like, I can't call it. That's going to be a draw, and the other one's probably going to be Nina by five or six. Yeah. Even if Nina don't play it to their potential, I think they'll still win that match. Very good. Um, Seamus Oreen, Soleds, uh, Sean, Group 1 sees your, your beloved Sarsfields. They had a huge win over, over the Swan in, in Round 1. I, I think I probably thought that they might win it, but Jesus, they, like they won it by, by what, nine, 10, 15 points? It was, yeah, it was... Going out to the game kind of during the week, that's the time we're going to be jizz. Tipper Sars B's are right up bit here. The bookies are giving us odds the opposite way. Usually be odds on most games for Sars and I heard the good lads get on like, but like our team kind of lost a good few kind of shameless ring regulars into the senior A game, but like went out and it was like it's hard to know where Swans are I I don't know, like it's hard to comment. Like I didn't think we're that good, but are Swans, where are Swans at level? Like, I know they got bet well in one horn. Didn't run the score eight or nine points against, was mm-hmm. it? It was like, mm-hmm. it's like it's hard to kind of judge where they're at. Like, you know, what is in the game planned or hitting the ball in. We had a good lot of involved, but still it was, it's, it's a result to kind of, kind of look and go shocking. Like, it's hard to know our both teams are still like in the bat at the moment, to be honest, you know. And we thought maybe in this group, Baker Lang and Bees, and we'll stay up. Now we're in prime position, maybe big Langan in the top group, like you know. Yeah, so Killadangan B, they they beat Burgess. That was quite a surprise. Burgess on their first game back in James Reen after being relegated from Dan Breen and Killadangan B's um beat them by two points. I mean Burgess and the Swan now, I mean, that that game like the loser of that is probably going to be in relegation to intermediate. And it's probably not something either of those teams would would have envisaged at the start of the season. No, yeah. for sure. Like, and we are previewing the game here. We would have said Burgess. We all said mm-hmm. Burgess were top Swans, and then the other B teams are fighting it out. Like, you'd agree, Andy. You said Kalanga maybe might have a few good lads held back seeing a B, but you weren't expecting to maybe be in a position with top group. Like, crazy, crazy result. I wasn't expecting it at all. But then I was looking. I was looking at the report, and I didn't see it. But Stephen Murray and Shane Maher didn't start for them, and I don't know. Was it case they were injured or they were holding them back? Just let them get over a little niggle and just expect them to win the match. But Jesus, they're two of their best, better players. Like and Stephen Murray, more so than Shane Maher. Like he does all the scoring for Burgess. So <sighs> I think I tell you, I think I heard he came on and he was kind of hobbling around a bit, which is fair enough. But um, you wonder if he was able to play any part at all. He should be starting in. It's a county group match. You can't be going out and putting all your eggs in one basket, but expecting to beat a second team. And expect them to roll over. Like, and it's a shocking result. Like, if, if like you're looking at the Bird, Burgess crowd out there now after losing to Kildangan second team, like they're only only over the road from them. Like, they're not going to be happy with that. Like, they'll surely be fucking embarrassed, is the word. Like, so mm-hmm. they, uh, there's a lot at stake for for the Swan and Burgess the next day. Like, they really need to get back at it. Yeah, it's one group as well that could come down and score difference. To be honest, if safe the winner Sarah Klang and win the next day. Winner will be on two, and then the other game, I have one win. The final game, we could play in Burgess, and it could be all 
Birds beat us is all one win each. You know, score lifts could be huge here yeah. as well. Like, you know, so and looking at the overall picture. So, like, our score now against getting the score up against Swan's probably a help. Like, you know, support probably what a point to the board is balanced, but it's a tr- could be a strange group. Like, we think, yes, we might qualify or Clang might qualify. Like, you know, or we could be bottom two. Like, it's and could happen, to be honest. Ireland could get to the latter stages of that, couldn't they? Well, well capable. They're a fine team. Like, no, 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 no. Conor Lanigan and Mikey O'Brien there in the forest, like they'd make most other club teams in the county. Like, I can't be talking up to this team, dog, in the minute. So, I'll just say we'll, we're happy with our win. We're staying out of Seamus Marine. Well, John, does it, count count as 30, is, does it count as 37 if you win the Seamus Marine? Oh, Jesus, he wouldn't be four in there. He'll be gone to 38 maybe by the end of the year. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sean, two predictions there. Uh, we, we know where you're going with the Sayers Killadangan one, but what about the other one? Or just honest, I didn't see much of Swans to kind of say. I know we had a good day, our forwards done well, but like even when we were ahead, Swans didn't show much, to be honest. So I'd go Burgess and um, just go Sarah, just me only. Very good. In the group two, then has uh, three North teams. Uh, Temple Derry got one over on, on Newport and put up a huge score. Shawnee Ryan scoring 4 4. And then the Mines and Clannacinney drew. Um, that's a tough group to call now. I think we all tipped Newport considering the way they performed last year. Um, but would Temple Derry bounce back and put up a huge score? Jesus, yeah, that was savage. Um... I was expecting a tight match in that. Did I actually? I even. I think I backed Newport. So um, <laughs> I think we all backed Newport. I think that day. it was way off with that one. Temple Derry were just so so poor in the last match of the North against Boris. Like they, they actually really threw in the towel when they were went behind early enough in the game. So I was expecting that to be a lot tighter, especially after Newport were playing so well last year. Um, by all accounts, you know their bigger players didn't really play that well. You know, Perrin and. Flyds there, so a lot of scoring will come from the two of them. Um, Shawnee Ryan is just playing out of his skin. Like, I mean, if he stays hurling the way he is, I know people say, Oh, it's only Seamus Serene level. Like, Jesus Christ, like scoring four goals in, in any senior adult match in Tipperary, like, is unbelievable. And he's backed that up. He scored two eight from play against Ross Gray in the north. Like, so he's doing savage damage in the full forward for them. Um, so that was a surprise enough result all the same. Um, Mines and Clannacenny. Uh, I think I backed the Mines in that one just yeah. marginally. I think we all backed the Mines. I think Clannacenny obviously put up a, a good performance yeah. there, scoring one twenty one to, to to draw it. But we all, I'd say, we would have thought that the Jason Ford influence would have got Mines over the line, but obviously Clannacenny yeah. played very well. Yeah, yeah, Clannacenny put in a good show apparently, but um, uh, the minds we played them in the north are they're missing they're missing a lot of players, um, not that like players injured or anything, but they're missing lads to come in there and make a difference for them. Like the few younger lads, Mikey Corcoran and Conor McKelvey have come in. Mikey Corcoran looks fairly good now, but um, look, they're still too young to be making a massive impact for them at that level, and they they just need Jason in two or three different positions. You know, they they haven't got the players to be um. I don't think they're the players to be making a charge out of the Seamus Serene anytime soon. So I think it's just the case of them staying up at that level while the younger players come through. Yeah. Um, have you two predictions there in there? So we have, what are, what are the fixtures again? Um, so we have the, the Mines are playing um, Temple Derry. No, yep. uh, is it? Yeah, the Mines, no, sorry, the Mines in Newport, Clannacinian, Temple Derry. 
Uh, back to Templary against Clonkenny. Um, mine's in Newport. Um, I'd say Newport will get back on the horse in that one. Mine's in, mine's in Newport, the local derby. That should be a home game. Yeah. Uh, group three, so lads, um, another West team with a brilliant performance. Uh, the Tracy's drawn with with Killinall and Gortnahood straight up from intermediate, uh, beating Ballina, which none of us uh, predicted. Uh, good wins there, Sean. Good win there, Sean, for for Gortnahood and Tracy's with a great draw. Oh, for sure, yeah. Like Gortnahood, um, as I said, the kind of Lassie pads over the start of the year, like you know, an upcoming team, but like to get to win the award first, the out, like. At that level, it's not as exceptional for me now, and they're doing a lot of work outside. So, the one thing they'll be able to drive on from that for sure. Yeah. Um, all didn't uh, produce again, typical, I suppose, maybe of, of a Killinall team. We all, on paper, they're excellent. And then when it comes down to the game, they get they get caught. Now, Tracy's obviously aren't a bad team, but Jesus, I, I, I was certain that Killinall would win that. Because the oddest result they were kind of like, Jay's killing all of enough there, but like, we saw, I, I think I mentioned the group, we're going, Jay's was, was the trace ahead of one point something, and we're like, what's mm. going on here? Like, you know, kind of wondering, I've killed all, hit by Cove, missing 10 lads, like, to be honest, that's a shock result it was, like, I hate to see a price to earn the bookies, but should have been one to fucking 50 on, were they? Like, they must have been, like, had to yeah. be, like, that yeah. level. So it is a very, very bad result for them. Like, for a team that should be, by their own kind of account, obscene or maybe they're probably up at that level. Um, they're probably around the, maybe the, you could say the, the 15 to 20 kind of bracket or 12 to 15, 20 brackets. So we're in trouble now for sure. Yeah. Uh, so it, this weekend then it's Killinall and Ballina and Sean Tracy's and Gordon Who? Well, how do you see them going? Um, Killinall have to bounce back to be honest. Um, and then Sean Tracy's Gordon Who? I don't know, classic end of prediction or draw. <laughs> Another draw for the Tracys. <laughs> Get off the fence, guys. Get off the fence. Uh, group four. Group four then uh, threw up a surprise. Uh, well, maybe, maybe not. The St. Mary's beat Laura by three points and Cashel uh, were too strong for Portro by four points in the end. A game that was nip, nip and tuck. I think it was, it was level with, with three minutes to go and Cashel pushed on. But, um, yeah, Mary's Laura... Uh, Probably Laura will be disappointed, won't they? Losing to, losing to Mary's round one. Very disappointed, yeah. Um, obviously last year they hurled right well, got to the got to the final with James Serene. Um, you'd have been expecting them to maybe build. Obviously, look, they're missing Bonner. It was obviously a massive loss for them. But look, I don't know what I don't know too much about St. Mary's, but the results based on the last few years, you'd have imagined Laura would have had too much for them. But um, this is a great result for them. Um, Seamus Kendi hurled right well, seemingly. He's the heartbeat of the team. So, um, great win for them. Great win for them, yeah. Yeah, good cap of man. Yeah. back for St. Mary's as well, Liam Ryan. So, I just wanted to get that. Oh, yeah? Um, yeah. <laughs> you could do with him. You could do with him. Shh! <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Portro, uh, fairly testy affair. The other side, three players sent off. Uh, Cashel win by four points. But, um, yeah, I suppose we're all expecting Cashel maybe to... to to play well and and but they got they got a, they didn't get it all their own way against Portro. Yeah, no, I back Portro on that one. Um, they're they're a dogged enough team. Um, I think I was following the updates on it and they they were winning for most of the they won't I think they were winning for the most of the first half and they were going well into the second half. Justin Conroy got a red card in. I don't know why he got sent off for, but that seemed to give Cashel a bit more a bit more impetus into the game and they dragged it back. Um, 
And then the second red card isn't going to help things either. Gooch burn. Was it a, a jostle in the back for a second yellow or something you were saying? So, yeah. um, look, Cashel weren't going to click straight away with all the new players they have there. I think I don't think anybody was expecting that, but I'd say they'll just be happy to get out of there with the win. Fort are very hard to beat. We experienced that in the north um, for the last 10 years. Like they're just they're they're a dogged enough team, kind of in the same bracket as their organic carty in the West with G. So um it'll be a, that would have been a good test for Cashel and it would have brought them together a bit after a good win. Yeah, um, Cashel started with Owen Connolly at full forward, I think, um, due to an injury injury in his finger. Um, so they had Lee Burke, I think, at centre back and um Connolly got stitches, I think, front and back after an injury in the West Final. But whether whether that has cleared up and they, they'll need him at, at, at six, he, uh, he'd be the, I suppose, the heartbeat of their team. And Jer Brown is carrying a, a hamstring injury and he started in corner forward. But I think once they get those two guys back out the field, you can see them playing playing a lot, a lot better again, you know. Yeah. I'd um, probably. What are the fixtures on that one again? It's um, it's Portro so, and Laura, isn't it? Portro and Laura, Mary's and Cash. I'd probably Portro and Laura. Jesus, can't go for another draw, can I? <laughs> 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 no, I probably I probably fancy Portro maybe to bounce back. The or was it Justin Connery won a straight red? I know Goochburn was a second yellow. No, Portros were two were no, two, um, second two second yellows. Yeah, with the full team out, I think Portro might squeeze through that one. Yeah. And the other one, um, what would we say? I'd say maybe, probably you'd be expecting Cashel to win it, but look, it's it's just no foregone conclusion. Now St Mary's will have a lot of confidence after the last day, but I probably probably will fancy Cashel by a couple of points. Very good. Uh, moving on to the intermediate championship, we'll slide through these very quickly. Uh, <laughs> so, oh, uh, group group one. <laughs> Has uh, mine Temple Tui and Drum Cavoid and Boris Akane. Uh Mine had a had a, a very good win over over Boris Akane. Uh Mine in the group stages are, are invariably unbeatable. So, uh, but it put up a good score, one twenty six to two fourteen. Boris Akane followed that up, losing the North final to Moneygall there last weekend in the um, by by yeah. four points. But uh, mine mine and it was I suppose is a typical of mine. To, to win so easily in, in the group? Yeah, sure. Mine are a good team. You know, they've got some good young players come through to Garrett O'Connor and Connor Bow. Like they're going to be, they're big players for any club. They, the quality they have, they'd be big players for any club. So look, winning the group matches are their, are their bread and butter, as you were saying, the last few years. So they need to translate it into knockout matches. But first, Kane, they're always knocking there, thereabouts, and they have a lot of young players as well. But the confidence is going to be a bit low, and after losing the first end, uh, they were very close to beating Moneygall the last. I think Moneygall got one-two in the last couple of minutes to win the match by five points. So um, confidence will be a bit low with them. But mine are a solid team at that level. In fairness, yeah. yeah. In the other game, we we were uh, cruising against uh, Drum Senior team at half time, up by by eight points, but. They had a run there just after half time. They got a couple of goals and points, and we we looked shell shocked to be honest. And uh, we did get back ahead, but they got another goal then a couple of minutes of time, and that put an end uh, put an end to us. Um, lose, losing it by by two points. Uh, very very disappointing, I have to say. After winning the the West Final the week before, um, 
just didn't Three see that. down there, isn't it? Yeah, I didn't see that performance coming. You know, two weeks to two, two undid the work, the work of, of the previous two weeks, you know, and puts us under pressure now. We have Forza Kane this weekend, and obviously they lost, and, and they're, they're no bad side either. So, I mean, Jesus, Boris and Kappa and mine and Droma, I, I'd fancy mine to win the that, that game against Droma. To, to be honest, Drum just didn't look great against us. And then just got the run on it, and it seemed to inject. Like I mean, we, I said that we were cruising, cruising at halftime, eight points up, you know, and looked like, and probably should have been more. No, it's just a, who, who done the damage for them, Mike? Um, they had a is it a Paul Paul Kenby playing corner forward? Um, he, I think he got a got a couple of goals, and he was on the freeze for them, very good. And they, it was their experience more so than anything. They didn't seem to have many young players playing, but it was their experience. And when they when they did get on that run, they they were just. We just didn't know how to handle them, and it's just just a disappointing result, is all you know. So, uh, but look, hopefully, we can bounce back. We played Boris again two years ago in Common, and it was a draw. And uh, this game is on in Newport now at half five on, on Sunday. So, we'll have to see how we, how we get on. Uh, I let G do the predictions on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd probably go Boris again, all right. Uh... <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah. I, I don't know enough about you, Mike, now to go the other way. So I'd probably say Boris Kane and her mind will win the other one, anyway. Good. That's going up in the dressing room wall. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> group group two um, saw so Money Gall and Kickhams get, get wins over uh, Davins and, and Bally Bacon. Um, I think we, we all predicted those two those two results. Uh, Money Gall are actually are, are flying. We, we've spoke about them. They've won their, their county league and they've now won their north and won the first round. So they're doing very well, and, and Kickham's had a, had a good win over um, a Brendan Cummins inspired Belly Bacon. I think he finished with with one five or six, I think. Um, a, a seemingly a bullet of a free from about thirty yards into the roof of the net that no keeper was stopping. So it's uh, Money Gall are, are going going well. They look to be favourites. That that'll be a good game in the Money Gall and Kickham's. That'll be a good game, yeah. I think they met did they meet last year or the year before and it was a tight match. They were doing the group together last year, no? Mm, um I can't, I can't remember now, but um yeah, Money Gall are going right well. They're, they have a lot of young players coming through. Um Sean Kennelly and, and Joe Fogarty are going through. Uh, yeah, Sean Kennelly's going to town in their in corner forward. So they, they have a lot of young players coming through and look the last these 10, 15, I remember they got to a county semi-final back in the mid in the mid noughties and you know in the last 10 years or so they've been kind of hanging on with a lot of older mm-hmm. players and you know they're starting to filter through a lot of players from underage now so it's starting to come to fruition uh, that Sean Kennelly that looks a, looks a really good player he now he's really fine he does so um, look it can take just one player like that at intermediate level to make a big difference so but they're going right well yeah and um, Kikums then have a, they have a couple of uh, former county minors Jamie Duncan Stephen Brown um Playing, playing for them and, and I think Kieran Breen I don't think he played the first day he'd been out with concussion but hopefully he's back for them this weekend and they, they need him but yeah that, that'll be a very tight game and uh, Davins and, and Belly Bacon I suppose um, Davins up this is our second year at Intermediate and um, they only lost us what was it six points five points against against Moneygall so decent performance put up a good score 117 um, I don't know, they, they possibly have too much for Belly Bacon, but then when those South teams meet, there's very rarely much in it. Yeah, you can't pick those between those teams, those matches we've seen. We've seen with the um, 
Kilinal and Mullinahone results mm. last session. Kilinal after beating Mullinahone in the South Final, then they go out and draw to Tracy's and Mullinahone run penalty fairly close. So when, when they go into the South teams, when they come together, it's, it's just a lottery to see what way it'll come out. Yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of hatred down there in the south. Uh, <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> so it's pure stubbornness, really, that are keeping the matches tight. Uh, predictions in the Keekums versus Money Gold, Valley Bacon versus Devons. Probably a fancy Money Gold with the momentum they're they're on at the moment. Obviously, Nakavilla looked her down a few players for obvious reasons, and maybe that seems to be galvanising them a bit, and they're putting into performances to back it up. But say Money Gold to win that, and. Probably, yeah, probably say Davins. I've I've seen Belly Bacon and Davins last few years at junior level. We played them a few times, so I think I think Davins have a few more scores than Belly Bacon. Yeah. Group three of the intermediate, Sean mm-hmm. um, Orlehan got they, they they got over their their mid final loss, had a seven point win over My Rovers two fifteen to eight, and Kilsheelan. I won't say surprisingly, but they 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 seem to have it. Have it all their own way against Golden. Won by seven points, but I think Golden's goal was was late in the game to, to put a bit of uh, respectability on it. But Kilchin and I think we spoke about them the last time. They have a couple of good few county players, you know, the Mahers and that, and and Marquio. So they they won't be a bad side, and if they get it together, they'll be in with a good shout at this championship. No, for sure. Like and even the Golden was a kind of surprise. I saw the Golden Cap game. Like, and I kind of thought yourselves for Golden. Golden kind of be behind you, like you know, and. He's going to score him on 14. He said, Lake Gold there. Um, but Kishil, you said they've young, young players there and in off Kufi last day, like hmm. 121 and convincing winners. Like, um, my raw result is this point from their point of view, 2 8 is like you know, like yeah, it's not in sure. terms of hurling, like if you want to say eight points, like you know, like in Borland, like are making their way up long, you know, they're coming up long and they're gonna, like you know, seeing themselves at the moment, seeing themselves against Shield at the moment, now at least again, the top group, like, but. Hmm. You know, to be disappointed. The two teams last week kind of disappointed with how they lost and their performance, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. So, the, the Borlehan and Kilchiel and My Rovers and Golden prediction, Sean? I'll go Kilchiel in there and um, then the second one. Golden to come good, maybe, a bit. Golden. So, Kilchiel and yeah. Golden. Very good. Uh, group four of the intermediate in the uh, Bell and Gary, Bell and Shannon Rovers. Um, Arval Rovers. So, um, Ballingarry had a good win over Arval Rovers. Um, a tough, a tough debut, I suppose, in the county championship for, for the junior champions 321 11. Um, good scoring there for, for Ballingarry. I think Dylan Walsh went very good in that. And then in the all North had three points to spare over Shannon Rovers. So, um, this weekend, then Shannon Rovers and, and Arval Rovers in one game, Ballinahinch and Ballingarry in the other. What do you make of that group? Tight enough group. Um, obviously, Arvale, it's, it's, a, it's a tough group for them coming out coming out of junior. Um, probably didn't go too bad last day in defeat, did they, Mike? Um, you know, it's going to be a learning curve for them coming up. So, um, they're playing Ballon Hinch, are they? Or, no, sorry, Shannon Rovers. Rovers. So, like, Shannon Rovers are really low this year. You know, they've, they've, including the, the County League slash North Championship, they've won very few matches, um, struggling for form. Might be a chance for Arvale maybe to nick a win there, but I'd, yeah, we, I'd, I'd be I'd be skeptical to go against Shannon Rovers all the same. They, they tend to dig out results when when the backs to the wall. So 
Yeah, we played Shannon Rovers last year in Newport in round two of the intermediate, and we, we beat them by seven points. But they, they were a fairly decent side. But they've lost Alan Byrne and Alan Hogan, is it? Um, oh, this Jesus, year. Right. So, so they're they're down. That'd be, two, that'd be, two good yeah, players. Yeah, they're two know. big players from yeah. Yeah, um, two losses from. Yeah, and then the other one, obviously, Ballingarry with, with a good win, and they're just down out of, out of senior, so they're they're hurling with a point to prove. And Ballinch have been kind of knocking around this grade. I suppose without ever threatening to win it, maybe. Um, but but always a, a tough side to beat, too, aren't they? They're always a tough side to beat. Yeah, they had, they had a good core group there for the last ten years that have been kind of um, plowing the field from there. So look, they're a small club. They don't the, the underage talent is slow coming through there. They're amalgamated with Temple Derry at the minute, um, but they're they're steady enough at this grade. And they're never. I don't think they're going to go down anytime soon. Anyway. Um, so look, the next day it'll probably be a Bellingary win, but Bellinghinch probably come second in that group anyway. So. Yeah. So predictions for the games? You said Shannon Rovers and Bellingary. Bellingary. Very good. So that's uh, that's our our preview review of the of the three top tiers of of Tipperary, Tipperary Adult Hurling, Senior, Seamus Green, and Intermediate. Um, that's there anything else we need to have a chat about? Um, I was just wondering, Mike, if do you need do you want to loan the quirks this weekend or do we hang on to them? You'll get you won't get it all your own way against Canolti, let me tell you. <laughs> You'll be crying out for the two capillets to dig you out of it again. Like it's, uh... Well, the, la- the last time we played Canolti, you know, there were two best players. I said that uh, there's a bit of hatred of Canolti there in the, in the two quirks. <laughs> Two good lads, actually. Uh, yeah, you, you, you have two good ones. Robbie has hurled very well for you. Um, uh, I think he's the type of hurler that 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 could benefit from playing in in, in the tip side in the middle of the field, actually. You know, um, and just the way he's played when he's when he's played with you at, at senior level last year and, and so far this year, I think he's he settles in very well and and, and kind of he, he he really drives it on. I mean, and that's what we had seen all underage. You know, that's what got him on tip teams as well. You know. I yeah, know. yeah. Um, yeah, so, Sean, you anything else? No, that's all. Go back, to, the, go back to the sun lounge with her, Sean, and get your, <laughs> get your bottle of beer, pub to feet. Do you ever hear the like of it by drinking pints and, and sunning yourself on a Friday afternoon in September? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, lads. Thanks very much. And uh, sure, we'll, we'll talk to you early next week. See you, Mike. Hello.